So one thing I've hardly talked about at all, I can't believe I've only just thought of it now, is all the toxins that are in our environment. So there's the plastic. So our food comes in plastic containers with glad wrap. When we reheat it in the microwave in plastic, the plastic leaches into the food. Even when we don't reheat it, the plastic still leaches into the food, particularly if it's an acidic food, it's got tomato sauce or vinegar um, or it's saucy in general because it's in contact with the plastic. Um, if the food or water is in a plastic container and it gets sunlight or warm or it stays there too long, plastic leaches into the food. What's the problem with that? Well, there's 101 chemicals in the plastic. Um, a lot of them are estrogenic and create man boobs, feminization and breast cancer. Now, of course, it's a small effect. However, it's not alone. If it was on its own, if that was the only contamination with xenoestrogens, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. And there's other effects apart from the xenoestrogens. The other thing is household products. So the stuff you clean the toilet with, the stuff you clean the oven with, the stuff you wash the dishes with, the stuff you do your laundry with, the stuff you spray on the surfaces to dust them, the deodorizer in the toilet. Uh, what are the household chemicals? There's products for every single part of the house. None of these existed 50 years ago. They were all invented so that people could get an even greater obsession with cleaning their house. That all those jobs can be done with water, bicarb, vinegar, um, metho, lemon juice, lemon oil, a combination of harmless substances. So the chemicals in all those products I mentioned can be carcinogenic, can cause hormone disruption and be estrogenic, can cause um, allergies and many other reactions. Then there's all the chemicals we put on ourselves, deodorants, shampoos, conditioners, cleanser, toner, moisturizer, foundation, mascara, eyeliner, lipstick, mostly full of lead even when organic, um, powders, eyeshadows, uh, creams, all the moisturizers and exfoliating creams and not to mention the pharmaceutical creams mostly steroids and antifungals of different strengths, which of course have to contain a preservative and um, other extra bits beyond the, the drug that's being prescribed, all of which get absorbed, have um, harmful effects on the body as in because they get absorbed as well as on the skin, not to mention on the environment. Hawaii has banned the use of sunscreen in order to protect the coral reefs. Australia uses a phenomenal amount of sunscreen. Several of the chemicals in the most common sunscreens are probably unsafe. There's quite a lot of um, evidence to suggest that they're not safe. Now, a lot of people go, oh, well, it's never been proven that they're not safe. Well, <laughs> wouldn't you rather use, t wouldn't you rather wait until it was proven to be safe rather than just go ahead and use it when no one knows if it is or isn't safe? Um, I would. Now, there are situations where we want to use sunscreen because we're extremely fair-skinned and we're going to play cricket all day long. But those situations are really quite limited. It's generally quite possible to simply use shade or sun avoidance during the peak hours 
or other methods of sun protection that are not sunscreen related. It's, it's sunscreen should be saved as a emergency measure for when you can't use all those other measures and then you're not exposing yourself to it very often. Definitely not a good idea to use it every day as people often do in Australia because they've been advised to. Um, not to mention the fact that it totally destroys fish life and um, plant life in rivers, lakes and the ocean and obviously the reef because the Hawaiians wouldn't have banned it otherwise. So that's all the products we put on our skins. Um, fragrances, artificial fragrances in, um, in soap, in deodorant, in perfume, in all the various things to make us smell chemical instead of smelling like a human, um, all estrogenic, all potentially damaging, all potentially allergenic, all potentially carcinogenic. And once more, there's this blithe, blasé attitude. Because they're so ubiquitous, because everyone has them, we think, well, they must be all right. Because if they weren't, people wouldn't use them so much. Everyone uses them. And if they weren't safe, then they wouldn't sell them, surely. They wouldn't be available. Well, none of the chemicals in any of those products have been proven to be safe. They haven't proven to be unsafe, but there's quite a lot of evidence mounting up against them that they are unsafe. And like I said before, I would rather wait and find out rather than just go ahead and use them only to find out later that they're not safe. When asbestos was all over the place, people used to say the same thing. They used to say, oh, well, it wouldn't be around if it was unsafe. People wouldn't use it. And back in the day when cigarettes were very common and nobody thought they caused any problems, um, the same thing was, was found. Everyone's smoking, it can't be that bad. If it was that bad, we wouldn't be, it wouldn't be available, it wouldn't be legal. Well, that clearly isn't the case. So I would use glass for food as wherever possible. Um, as little plastic as you can possibly get away with. Sometimes you just can't help it because you're in an airport, you're dying of thirst and there's only bottled water. But where possible, glass and, and stainless steel for food and water. Minimise the amount of stuff you put on your skin that isn't just natural oils. Totally don't use any chemicals in your home. There's absolutely no reason for it. And avoid any artificial fragrances. There's also the issue of off-gassing from carpets um, and laminated furniture and vinyl. So all these things are made from um, volatile, well, they're made from things that create volatile organic compounds that we breathe in. And that's one of the reasons why indoor air is unhealthy compared to outdoor air. No matter how polluted the outdoor air is, it has to be extremely polluted before it becomes more harmful than indoor air. And that's one of the many reasons to spend time outdoors as much as possible. But when you are indoors, and if you can, you'd be better off with as little soft furnishing as possible. Um, so all your sofas, your cushions, your armchairs are often full of flame retardant and they're made of foam that off-gasses. Um, yeah, natural, natural things for your carpet, um, avoiding vinyl and having maybe tiles instead. I mean, there's no perfect solution. They're all less you know one's less bad than another 
it's pretty hard to get a completely safe indoor situation, but you can approach it. And I'm not aiming to become perfect with these things. We don't need to be perfect with these things. We just need to reduce the toxic load. Our bodies are really good at coping with all these toxins. It's just that they have a limit. They can't cope with above a certain threshold. So let's just keep them low and limit them. Mattresses, most if not all mattresses have flame retardant and you spend eight hours a night on your mattress breathing that in that's probably the first thing i would look into is getting an organic mattress and the thing that i would spend the most money on because that's where you are all night um and and that's definitely an issue flame retardant it's carcinogenic um there there are several people who believe that's a, a common cause for sudden infant death syndrome cot death is flame retardant in mattress. There are other people who believe it's to do with mold in mattresses, but the baby's face is close to the mattress, even though it's lying on its back most of the time. Um, it's still close to the mattress and inhaling that stuff. So I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that there are people who think that, and it may be true. But it's definitely true that flame retardant in mattresses is something to avoid at all costs. So chemicals in the home, chemicals in the environment is a whole other episode. All right, that's it. I hope you have a great day or evening, and I'll talk to you soon.